Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Catfish on Ice. We're back. It's been a minute. It's been a while. It's been a week since our last episode. We missed y'all. We're happy to have you back. We're happy to join you tonight for episode 118 of Catfish on Ice. This is your host, Chad Minton, with co-host Rich Howe. Rich, how has your week gone so far? It's going really good tonight. (laughs) Watching, well, watching a team that looks 100% different than the past few games. But. Yeah, they definitely opened up this game on a mission. They've been mm-hmm. playing very well, but I did not Again. like the way that second period ended at all. I didn't like it. No, that's ugly. Um, lots of penalties handed out tonight. Um, Plenty. A five-on-three five is, is not a good way to end the period, and they paid for it. So. They actually got – I think we came out of that fortunate that it's not four to three. No, absolutely. The, uh, after the five-on-three goal for the Minnesota Wild, they still had an, over a minute left of, of more power play time with a really gassed Predators team. So I'm actually feeling very lucky we came out of that only giving up one goal. Mm-hmm. Lindsay's here. She says, hey, I'm back. I've missed you What's guys. up, Lindsay, we have not seen you in a while on the episode. We're very happy to have you tonight. Hope everything's going well. Me and Lindsay are playing in the uh, fancy Catfish on Ice fantasy hockey playoffs right now. now. So, uh, I don't know, Lindsay. Like, I might mm. have to temporarily, you mm-hmm. know, we're still, we're always going to be friends, and I love you to death, but we might have to, yeah, you know, put it on hold for just temporarily for these playoffs here. But uh, either way, mm-hmm. we're happy to have you in the episode tonight, Lindsay. Absolutely. All right, so yeah, the Preds are taking on the Minnesota Wild. We're in the second intermission. This game has had, let me do the quick math here, a combined 58 penalty minutes between the two teams, Rich. <laughs> I think they said uh, Borvieski played a minute and 24 seconds on the ice in the whole yeah, he had a, I think he had two fights, two fighting majors in the first period alone. He did. He did. Lots of bloody faces and yes all sorts they of showed, stuff going on they showed Bor- they showed Borowiecki in the penalty box during his second uh mm-hmm. stint in the box and he was kind of laughing and cutting up and joking around mm-hmm. and I'm like what's this guy doing like does he just like hanging out in there like is that just his that's just I, his safe space I don't know I, I think he's just impervious to pain he just, let me say <laughs> something though I'm telling you right now, I I actually do really like the way that I don't like all the penalties, but I do mm-hmm. like that the Preds have forced the Minnesota Wild to play their style tonight. They've it hasn't been pretty, it, it's been ugly, they've mucked it up, they've made it just a really hard hitting style. And what have we mm-hmm. what have we said? Lately, the Preds have not been doing that. They've been a lot more submissive, they've been letting the other team dictate the pace. That's not happened tonight, and I don't think it's coincidence that that's why they jumped out to a 4-1 lead. I agree 100%. I don't understand. This team perplexes me sometimes. Like like you said, they've been missing what, what they did tonight for the past, what, five games maybe? Six? It's been a rough stretch. It's been, been a really, really bad stretch. Rough. And it's like, even, play this even way. Even in their wins, game. Rich. Even, yeah, even, in, exactly. even in the wins over Ottawa and Philadelphia, they still didn't look that great. So, yeah, no. it's been a long stretch here. No, yeah. Play the way you're playing tonight all the time, and you'll 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 have success. I mean, I'll well, I'll take this over over the way they played any day. So, 
Yeah, uh, easier know. said than done, Rich, but I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think they can but, do it. Uh, they're tough. I think they can. Well, I think they're treating this like a playoff game tonight. That's kind of what I'm seeing. I, As they should. I don't want to say desperation like it's a bad thing, but I do kind of see a sense of desperation out of the Predators tonight. Yeah. They know that if they let this this bad stretch of hockey linger any further past tonight and into these uh, some of these more diff- – I mean, we've already looked at the upcoming schedule. And, yeah. I mean, there's some really totally. difficult matchups coming up. And I'm telling you right now, if this lingers much longer, then they're going to be outside the playoff picture and they're going to have to really yeah. play perfect hockey over the last week or two of the season to even get back <clears throat> into the playoffs. So what they need to do now is focus on staying in that wild card. You've got the Dallas Stars breathing down your neck. You've got the Vegas Golden Knights fighting tooth and nail to not miss the playoffs, which would be a huge embarrassment for them to not mm-hmm. even make the playoffs. So yeah, a lot of work to be uh, done, but this is a big statement the way the Preds have opened up. And they're up four to two now that a five on three goal given up is really disappointing because now it makes this game a lot closer in the Minnesota wild. You just gave them life again. You gave them a breath of fresh air and they, they feel like they can come back and definitely win this game as well. I agree. Um, What you were talking about the standings was reminding me of something. I saw a couple of things on Twitter. Um, they're tied. Well, Vegas is in the second wild card spot right now. They've got 82 points. Predators have 82 points, but Nashville does have three games in hand on them. So that's that's good. It's good. Yeah. The, the other bad, the bad part about all that is they said that Nashville has like the sixth or seventh hardest schedule. Yeah. Remaining. They do. Um, Vegas is is like Vegas is is that a word? Is like 19th. <laughs> And then yeah. Dallas's <laughs> Dallas's schedule is like twenty sixth hardest out, out of all well, of them. So yeah, we can't we can't focus on things that we can't nope. control right now. That's true. Uh, so uh, the Preds just need to yep. do what they do, which is take care of business and do what yep. they can control. And so yep. they've done that tonight. So kudos to them. But they still got twenty more minutes left here. The Minnesota Wild—they're not going away. They but they have forced the Minnesota Wild to play their style, and I think that's been a winning formula. For sure, they got to keep mm-hmm. that up. They got to avoid the really bad penalties. That Alexander Carrier cross check was just—I don't know what he yeah. was thinking there. I mean, I don't know. They, I think Carrier's been a very smart defensive player this year. I think he's had a really, really good season. But mm-hmm. I don't know what he was thinking there with that cross check. That just—he like lost his—he like lost his focus for a second and yeah. ends up putting the Preds on this five-on-three. And I mean, you just can't do that. No, you can't. And it's weird because the the refs are kind of like calling the fights, obviously, but then like they would call some stuff and then not call some stuff. And then they would let some things slide and not let some, and then they, they call Carrier on that. So um, kind of weird. Missy's in here. Hey, what's up, Missy? Hey, Missy. How are you? Thanks for joining us on YouTube. Uh, it's happy. We're happy to have you come back for another episode. All right, so yeah. the, again, this is episode 118 of Catfish on Ice, presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're in the second intermission between the Preds and the Minnesota Wild. Preds have a 4-2 to two lead. Here's what we got in store for you tonight. We are going to really get into the latest playoff odds and probabilities out there as we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of this season and so we're going to look at some of the latest playoff odds for the Predators. We're going to look at some other teams, kind of try to figure out, okay, 
Who's he going to be in that wild card spot? Mm-hmm. Do the Preds even have a chance to get back in the top three? Uh, we're going to look at all that. We're also going to start think thinking about our ideal playoff lineups. Do, who do we really want to see paired with who? Uh, yep. Because that's a big deal. Once you get into the playoffs for a seven-game series, you can't be shuffling the lines from game to game. You really want to have yourself a really sturdy, solid uh, lineup going in. Yep. And for much of the season, the Preds lineup has been solidified, and there hasn't been a lot of changes. But injuries, mm-hmm. of course, have changed that, especially on the defensive side of things lately. So we really want to look at that and talk about where we would like to see some players maybe move up, including Philip Tomasino, who is getting top-line minutes tonight. And I think Philip Tomasino has really lived up to it tonight. Absolutely, he has. It's good to see him uh, up there. Um, everybody's been wanting, saying that he needed to be up in the top six at least, and he's getting his chance tonight, and he's already got a goal. So, awesome. For sure, for sure. Awesome, awesome. We're going to keep we're gonna keep an eye on this NHL scoreboard. It's a busy night in the NHL. We're going to keep an eye on that Dallas Stars game because that's the big one that we want to really mm-hmm. focus on. They're playing the uh, New York Islanders tonight, and they're up three to two right now. But that game has gone back and forth. So uh, that's a game we're really going to keep an eye on. The Edmonton Oilers take on the San Jose Sharks tonight. I would really like the Edmonton Oilers to take a loss mm-hmm. there. Um, and let's see, any other big games tonight on our in our division um, race? Not really, no. That's So our big mm-hmm. ones is obviously the Stars and the Islanders that we need to keep yep. an eye on. Yep. Right now, so we'll Star, be, Stars are up 3-2. We will be sure to keep an eye on that. We're also going to do our Clutch Performers of the Week. Uh, Rich is going to catch us up on our Catfish Cold Hard Picks. We got some new picks for this week, and he can see how we did on last week's picks. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So, everyone, we appreciate you joining us on our YouTube channel and also on Twitter Live. Thanks for listening to the uh, podcast. If you're listening the following day as well, we really, really appreciate you. All right. So, that first period between the Preds and the Wild was full of fights, it was full of penalties. Uh, right out of the gate in the first, like, three minutes of the game, there were two fights. Major fights. Big fights. The first fight of the game was uh, Michael McCarron was involved. McCarron mm-hmm. was involved in it. And it was kind of like, I, I, I'm not going to even say it was really a fair fight because yeah. the gloves were dropped so fast and McCarron didn't even have time to really even react no. that it was a fight. By that time, uh, I think it was Middleton who was the other – other player um, from Minnesota who was took on McCarron and McCarron kind of tried to uh, to uh, defend himself and fight back, but it was kind of one of those weird fights where, I mean, the gloves weren't really dropped and where both players uh, sized each other up. It was just like fighting Quick. for position in front of the net and McCarron mm-hmm. kind of got, I think McCarron got a little uh, surprised by the fight. I did too. Yeah, I, I was, I think you're right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it looked like at first I was like, he didn't really even give him a chance to fight any, but yeah. um, he, they just kind of went really quick. I didn't, you know, it was, it was over really fast too. So, and then uh, Mark Borowiecki gets in on the action quickly after that. So you've got two fights in the first three minutes of the game. So instantly, the Preds were setting a tone. They were like, yeah. "All right, this is how the game's going to go. This is going to be another rough game. We're going to get under the skin of the Minnesota Wild. We're going to really make this game." Uh, our type of game and they haven't done that recently recently so that was really nice to see right there yeah it was great to get 
play to their identity. That's what everybody likes to say. <laughs> that's the word we that's the word we throw around all the year. Identity. But it's true though. It's true. Yep. Uh by the way, I really came across a uh a really cool uh thought from Evolving Wild, who puts out a lot of good analytical stuff. And they just shared earlier tonight during this game, actually. Uh they said they're they they're really looking into the fighting trends among teams. And they really and they and they basically said uh, that Nashville has by far the most fighting majors this season at forty five. Yeah. That was before tonight, before tonight's game. Forty five fighting majors. Anaheim and Minnesota are behind them with thirty four and twenty seven. So Nashville had going into tonight's action. Nashville had eleven more fighting majors than the next team on the list. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that that it that tells you like you know the wild were kind of going at the predators as well. I was talking to my my wife earlier, and I was like, predators play that brand of hockey. Other teams are going to test them and try to push their buttons and and get them into trouble. And that's exactly what's happening tonight. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, then in contrast, this is really crazy. The Dallas Stars are on the other end of the spectrum. The Dallas Stars only have six fights all season that's weird that doesn't seem right that's crazy i'm just going off what i'm reading here from evolving wild that threw me off as well yeah that's really strange i would have thought it would have been more than that knowing how they play you know what i mean yeah Yeah. and uh, of course our guy tanner janot leads the league in fights with 12 going into tonight's games (laughs) oh boy uh, Michael McCarron is on that list as well. He's got seven fighting majors this year. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, you're looking at Minnesota. Marcus Felino for Minnesota is on that list. He's got nine fights this year. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Minnesota got, likes to fight too. They do. They absolutely do. You can tell. Um, two, Felino two actually te- got into a scrap. So. Yeah, two, two teams that are very rough neck teams for sure. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy first period, that's for sure. And then, of no, course, like, in the first period, how about Roman Yossi? He can, I know he's had no. a, he had a couple games where he didn't really do a whole lot by his standards, but he's right back into form. Three points in. Absolutely. Three points so far tonight, a goal and two assists. His first goal, his goal of the night, got the Predators on the board first on the power play. Just an absolute pinpoint laser <laughs> past Marc-Andre Fleury. And I'm telling you right now, that goal was so shot so perfectly and so accurately mm-hmm. that, like, Flurry <clears throat> couldn't even, didn't even have time to really react to the shot. No. It was no. the puck was already pretty much behind him by the time he like by the time he was even trying to make the save. Yeah, and then was was in the net and then out of the net before he could even get in position I mean, yeah, to even just, think about I mean, saving it. Yeah, it was crazy. When Yossi gets into that sweet when Yossi gets <clears throat> into that sweet spot and he has that lane to the to the goal for yep. that shooting lane, I mean he's gonna make you pay more times than not. Yep. I was checking Twitter. Adam Bingen said Roman Yossi is now ahead of Brent Burns for the most uh points by a defenseman in the salary cap era. Wow. No, that's that's pretty strong. That yeah, is that is an incredible stat. Roman Yossi yeah. still has a really good chance to get to a hundred points on the season, which would just yeah. be what an incredible feat that would be if he can make it there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right, and then also the yeah. one of the two assists by Yossi tonight was really, really pretty. Where he set up Philip Tomasino, it oh, was, yeah. um, it was a really he was, you know, he Yossi draws so much attention from the defense. Yeah. From the defense, everyone wants to suck in on him, and, and they can't focus on other players, and so that leaves players like Tomasino open. He did a backhand feed to Tomasino, and Tomasino with a very accurate shot to get the Preds on the board again. Um, Preds are at three power play goals tonight already. Yeah, that that one where they uh, – the the tic-tac pass that Johansson yeah. got, oh, my gosh, man, that was just – that's like perfect hockey you love to see. Yeah, Ryan Johansson has two goals on the night. Johansson has looked really strong. Johansson's bread and butter is being there near the near the mm-hmm. near the net, right in the net Absolutely. front. He looks for those rebounds. He looks for those deflection goals. He looks for areas where he can set up his teammates. But in that in that instant, that's his that's how he scores his goals. That's yep. his that's his best spot to score goals. Yeah, and he made them pay. That's for sure. Um, yeah, he's he's playing really well. It's good to see him kind of get back in there too. Been really pleased with what I'm seeing from Philip Tomasino tonight. Uh, that was something I had circled going into the game was seeing mm-hmm. Tomasino on the top line. Yep. And he has really, really lived up to it. And a lot of people have been begging for this all season. Can we please Absolutely. get Philip Tomasino off the fourth line? Can we please mm-hmm. let Tomasino play with more offensively talented line mates so that he can really flourish? And we've seen that tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, and it's like exactly like you said, all season, all season, everybody's been saying he cannot be on that fourth line and he's moved, he's moved around some here and there, but not consistently very much at all. And then tonight, yeah, just up there gets a goal. It's, it's good to see that's, and they hopefully they, that's a, know, hopefully that's a kickstart to some secondary scoring mm-hmm. that they desperately need. So yes, for sure. Oh yeah. Because you know, you've got Ellie Tolvanen's out the, out of the game. He or yeah. didn't make the game. He's uh, injured. So uh, that kind of came up out of nowhere coming up mm-hmm. before the game started and uh, him popping up on the injury report. And so that kind of had to force John Hines to shuffle the lines a little bit. So I think, Good choice by John Hines to put Tomasino in that top line role. Yeah, it looks it, it's paying off. That's for sure. Um, I love it. And I do got to <laughs> give a lot of credit to John Hines. He's really done a good job uh, managing this lineup this season. He hasn't tinkered with it too much, but when he has had to due to injuries and stuff like that, he's. I think he's done a really good job putting the pieces in the right places. And, uh, of course, the Tomasino decision tonight is looking like a really good one. It does. Yeah. And I like like putting Duchesne and Granlin back together, too. It seemed like Granlin's been struggling a little bit. Um, Hasn't been as, um, I don't know, not dominant, just in in plays much um, like he had been. So, hopefully, you know, him and Duchesne can get something going as well. So For sure. All right, we're underway here in the third period. The Preds do manage to get out of the rest of that power play without giving up a second goal, so that's good. I was really worried that the Minnesota Wild were going to score two goals in that five-on-three situation. And so the fact they only gave up one, they still got the two-goal cushion uh, as we're underway in the third period. We'll continue to watch this game with our listeners and our viewers as we roll through episode 118. Absolutely. There's really only been one 
other than the carrier penalty, the cross check, which I just thought mm-hmm. he lost focus there. The only really big laps I've seen tonight out of this team where I was just like, what were you doing here? Was Matias Eckholm uh, on the first goal by the Minnesota Wild. He he kind of made a really sloppy, just ugly pass to try to get it out of the zone. Yep. It ends up getting uh, ends up being a giveaway. Uh, and then he's very, very late to react to the de- to yeah. the to the defense of the net, and mm-hmm. uh, Zuccarello just beats Soros completely. Yeah, I was not happy at that point because they got the first goal, which is always awesome, and then they give that they started doing the same things that get him in trouble all the time, and I was like, please don't let this be happening again. But then it wound up, you know, they pulled out of that. Made up, made up for that little error that they had. So yeah, it wasn't um, a great sequence at all no, for Ekholm there. Uh, Ekholm probably definitely wants that back. You don't see Ekholm do that very often, but mm-hmm. uh, he kind of like had a brain cramp in that moment there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the Preds have now outscored the Minnesota Wild fifteen to six through the two plus games, including tonight's game this season. Fifteen wow. six. So they've really dominated this season series so far, despite the Minnesota Wild obviously being a very, very good team, being in second place in the division right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that's just really impressive right there. That it the, is Preds, impressive. the Preds have somehow matched up very, very well against this Minnesota Wild team. <clears throat> Mike Twitter's on here. What's up, Mike Twitter? He said <clears throat> My Twitter feed was full of tweets of almost every Preds-related account I follow bashing Ekholm. <laughs> it was uh, – well, he kind of deserved it. Let's be honest he did. there, he Mike definitely Twitter. deserved e- it. Ekholm definitely deserved it. That was a huge brain cramp on his part. And, hey, we all have them. I mean, I think Ekholm mm. is, Ekholm's play has definitely gotten a lot better as the season's gone on. But, yeah, yep. he def- I guarantee you Ekholm wants that that whole situation back. He. But you know what? Other than that, this has been a really strong team game from the Preds so far. Obviously, there's still 16-plus minutes left in the third period. A lot can change. But they've really had some strong passing tonight. I've loved their passing. They've all been on the same page. I've loved their intensity and their aggressive aggression. They didn't come out flat-footed at all. They came out ready to play. They played Mm -hmm. with a sense of urgency, a sense of desperation, and it's paid off. It got them out to that 4-1 lead. It has. Yeah, it's it's like night and day. They just flipped a switch and they're playing so much better. Like this is this is how they have to play every night from here on out. I mean they this, do. That's gonna be the only way it's gonna get done. And why sure. they can't do that against like the mediocre teams of I the don't league, know. I don't yeah, know. I, it, I mean, if I had any more hair to lose, Rich, then I would uh um, right. If I had any more to lose, then I would lose it over thinking I, about I it. But I don't I same. I am in the same boat. Um, but uh, also, ha- historically speaking, the Preds have really owned this season, this series between the 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 Wild. They've yeah. won nine of the last ten versus Minnesota. That's that's crazy. That's, and it's not like crazy. the Minnesota Wild have been a bad team recently. No, it's just no domination. No, they, I mean, it's, it's kind of really crazy. Well, but... So if somehow the Preds play the Minnesota Wild in the first round. You really it's like the, you really like those chances, maybe. You, you definitely like those chances, but and we're um, going to talk about it a little bit more when we get into our playoff probabilities. But I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of a uh, sneak peek into what we're going to really talk about 
if the Preds can figure out a way to get up to third place in the division and then play the Minnesota Wild in the first round, you gotta you gotta really like that as a playoff matchup for the Preds, oh, possibly. For sure, for sure, would love that. Um, so how many? So Minnesota is sitting at ninety-one points, and Nashville's at eighty-two. So, well, Minnesota is really, really kind of solidified themselves at the very worst finishing in the top three, but they're really looking good in that second place spot. You're looking at St. Louis. There's still very possible that it's still very possible. It's attainable that the Preds could pass St. Louis if they can get on a hot streak here, you know, win four or five in a row. And that's what it's going to take. Um, I, I don't remember where it was on Twitter or something today. I guess John Hines or one of the predators said that they play their best when their backs against the wall and all that stuff. And I'm like, how about we don't put our backs against the wall? Let's just play let's good. Not the rest of the way let's out. not put them there to begin with. How about that? Yeah, let's just, let's just have that same intensity every game. And then, you know, then we'll be good. We won't have to worry about it anymore. For sure. So. All right. Let's get into our opening face off of episode 118. And that is the playoff probabilities and what's what it's looking like out there. One of the really good ones out there that we look at all season, they do the playoff odds all season long. Even back in November, they were doing these playoff odds. And that is moneypuck.com. Oh, yeah. I love moneypuck. It's one of my favorite websites out there. Mm -hmm. And going into tonight's game against Minnesota, they had the Preds. I couldn't believe this. They had the Preds with an 85% chance to make the playoffs. I saw when you, you retweeted that, and I couldn't believe it either. I was like with where I mean, they're at in the in the standings and where everybody else is, it just that seemed really strange. And based on recent trends of how mm-hmm. they're playing, based on all the tough opponents they got left on their schedule, including having to play Calgary twice, they gotta play Minnesota again, they gotta play St. Louis, they've gotta play Florida, they've gotta play Tampa Bay. Yep. I mean, considering all those factors, I mean but that's what Money Puck has. They have him as an 85% chance. Yeah. I mean, I'm really interested to see if the Preds can go ahead and finish this off and beat Minnesota tonight. It, how much those odds will shift even more, even higher. But 85% chance to make the playoffs, according to Money Puck. A 31 point, a th- basically a 32% chance to make the second round. That's not bad. Better Would than we, I thought. I got to ask you, Rich, and I, I've probably asked you this before already, but I'm going to ask you again. If the Preds make it to the second round, will you go ahead and call this season a success? Is that is that enough for you? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, after we've talked in the preseason about it, yeah, I would say based on all the things we've talked about, for sure it's a success because we didn't even think they'd be where they're at right now. So. And, and, you know, I, I put out a tweet the other day saying that exact thing, echoing that basically. I said, look, you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. if you wouldn't have taken if, – so, if, if, if a genie came along before the season started and said the Preds are going to be um, in the second wild card or the first wild card spot with 14 games remaining, will you take that? We would have all jumped right aboard and said, give me that. I any, will take yeah, that. Any day of the week. But now yeah. you're seeing – and I get why fans are frustrated because it kind of feels like they've been toying with our hearts all season, yes. and now they're coming back down to reality. And uh, it's just going to be that much more heartbreaking to watch this team miss the playoffs anyway because they got yeah. our hopes up. But mm-hmm. let's put it into perspective here and, and go back and think about what we were looking at back in October. Yep. 
And if anything, this team is basically where we all thought they would be. Like their ceiling was maybe, just maybe they'll get a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Yeah, we did say that. We said yeah, that was their ceiling. Right. That we we said that was his. That's their ceiling. That's 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 the highest we're going to put the expectations. And that's if everything just goes perfect. Yeah, and that's um, what. Oh boy, they almost Minnesota almost scored. Um, yeah, it's. Um, when you look back at how well they've played, you're kind of like, it's been that up and down, you know, all season. And then they had that streak where they were playing really good. And then, and then they hit the, hit the rough spot at a really bad time. Um, And what would be the horrible thing about them missing the playoffs? If that unfortunately happened was all the, all the, the good, the records being broken and how well everybody's playing and all that, that that's what make it even worse. But, that's a good point. Yeah. It, 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 I wouldn't say it would taint it, but it would definitely like sour yeah. it a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah. Yossi hit a hundred points or yeah, you know, they- <laughs> Tanner Janot was in the Calder trophy race or, mm-hmm. you know, Philip Forsberg broke the all- single season goal record and the franchise goal record, but the team still didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. That would be yep. a, that, that would kind of like, that would sour it a little bit, but here's a couple other things that will be really bad. And you're going to hear it immediately. If the Preds don't make the playoffs, two things, one, how, how David Poyle approached the trade deadline. Absolutely. Could he have done more or, you know, what should he have done there? And then you're going to, you're going to really instantly start hearing all the critics over the Philip Forsberg situation. Is he going to walk away? Yep. Yeah, that'll so, yeah. definitely be the first two things you're going to hear for sure. Let's, hope, let's just hope that doesn't happen. All right, mm-hmm. so the Minnesota Wild, they are on the power play again. Yep, Luke kind of luckily somebody in the face. Luckily, their power play has not really had that much success tonight. The only power play goal they have tonight was on a five-on-three. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, I was just sitting here watching Marc-Andre Fleury with the pass. I really like that dude. Well, I don't know if you saw it, Rich. I know that's out of out of the blue, but I don't know if you saw it, Rich. But uh, I basically said I'm not a. I I think that Mark Andre Fleury should be exempt from the you suck chant. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. I did see you said it. It just it feels weird to me. It feels weird to me. Like there's, yeah, there's not too many. There's not too many goaltenders. Really, Fleury's the only one I can think of right off the top of my head. Uh. Yeah, who would? There's not too many opposing goaltenders where I'm like, let's go ahead and exempt him from the, uh, yeah, from the you suck chant. People that people that would deserve that honor of being exempt or whatever, but yeah, that ain't gonna happen, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I mean, it didn't sound it, the you suck chant didn't sound as vicious as it normally sounds. Though I feel like there were maybe some fans in the stands tonight who agreed yep. with me, and they're like, you know what, I'm yep. not gonna. Here's, Here's one that does not agree with you, Mark Twitter. Oh, but shocker. Come on. And then he said, he's a penguin. And here you go. He has our ring. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know, but I just can't help it. He's so likable. Nice yeah, he's very likable. Unlike some know. other people on the wild, but. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Fair enough. Mike Twitter. Sorry. Mike Twitter, he rests his case. And he, and he had to, he just had to bring up the 2017 cup final, didn't he? Yeah. He just had to do yeah. that. Yep. Uh, Definitely. All right, going back to these playoff odds, really money puck here seems to be leaning towards 
Dallas and Nashville being the two wildcard teams based on their playoff odds. I can see that. Um, because they give up, they give with, Dallas a 75% chance to make the playoffs. They give the present 85% chance. And then you look at Vegas. Vegas, they only give a 54% chance to make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I know they're struggling. And then, like I said earlier, they do have those three games in hand over. Which um, I'm sure that I'm sure that really Vegas. has a big factor into these odds is those three uh, games in hand. Yeah, for sure. Except but your schedule is not good, but you're looking at Minnesota. They've got basically a hundred percent chance. You look at St. Louis; they basically have a hundred percent chance to make the playoffs at this point. So it really comes down to a, a three team race mm-hmm. for that wild card spot. Dallas for two wild card spots: Dallas, yep. Vegas, Nashville. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I wish they would have had a couple more some points off those bad losses they had, especially against Buffalo or whatnot. It would make things a lot better at the moment because, like you said earlier, and we've talked about the, the schedule, man, is just horrendous. I mean, it's just so tough. Yeah. So tough. Uh, you know, Vancouver, the Canucks were trying to hang around in that playoff race. They were trying, mm-hmm. you know, they dug themselves a, a big hole early in the season, but their yep. playoff odds are almost zero at this point. Uh, the Kings are up to 90% chance. Uh, Calgary is a virtual lock to make the playoffs now at this point. Uh, yep. Edmonton is a 93% chance, but they're pretty far up there as well. So, um, yeah. Yep. Playoff picture is really starting to come into effect here. Then let's look at uh, Micah McCurdy uh, at Ineffective Math, another one that does all the playoff mm-hmm. projections and the point projections all the season. He has currently got the Preds finishing with 98 points and finishing a point and a half ahead of Dallas. So wow. you're looking at these playoff models, and it's going to, and what have I said for a while now, Rich? It's going to come down to the last couple games of the regular season between Dallas and the Preds as far as what does Dallas do that last week of the season and what does the Preds do in the last week of that season, of the season. 98 points, man. That's winning what what they're at 82, that's 16 points. That's that's, that, that's winning like winning 8 of their 8 of their last 14. Wow. That's oof. 8 that's and 6. A, I mean, that's that's 8 and 6 record. That's not really that. It, yeah, but it's but you look at you look at who they're playing. That's what I'm looking that's at. That's true. You know, that's tough, but gosh. I think, you know, if if they can do what they're doing right now, I think they'll they'll be good. But um they're going to have to steal some games from some of those big teams, so yeah. Whereas uh at ineffective math has the Vegas Golden Knights coming up with 95 points. So in this projection as well, wow. they've pretty much they're favoring Nashville and Dallas to be the two wild card teams. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. So now so if that's really where the Preds are going to finish, you don't you definitely want to be in that first wild card spot so that you can avoid the Colorado yeah. Avalanche, right? The juggernaut of the Avalanche. Yeah. If you finish sure. in the first wild card spot, then I would think that I, I would expect that you take on the Pacific Division winner, which I'm not saying Calgary is any easier, but no. it would either be no. Calgary. Yeah, really, it's a it's still a three team race in the Pacific right now. Edmonton's got 85 points, LA's got 86 points, and Calgary's got 91. So either one oh, of wow. those three teams could still win that division. 
But like that's the team you're going to face if you're the first wild card. Is you're going to face one of the Pacific Division teams. Yeah. Um, out of those <clears throat> three, I would say I would want to play Los Angeles. For sure. <clears throat> but it would still be tough. It would still be tough, but um, for sure it would be tough. It would be to LA is really um, surprised a lot of people. I don't think you should overlook them at all. No, um, they were kind of a sneaky pick to make in the regular in the preseason. There were some people out there picking them, saying they were going to make a big improvement this year. But yeah. uh, I mean, the fact they got a chance to win the Pacific Division is really interesting. If the Preds do have to play Calgary in the first round, um, I would rather play them over Colorado, but that's going to be another really tall order. I don't give the Preds a, a great chance to win that series yeah, at all. I, would, happen, I mean, but, if they could push yeah. it to six games, I'd be really, really impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Especially with how they're, in, you know, the season struggling at the end here. And then let's share one of our tw- uh, one of our Twitter followers who I was really impressed with this. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, let's see. Let me find it. Oh, the the Predator fan dancing with the big foam cowboy hat. What do you know? Mm. All right, so this is from uh, Daniel Vickery on Twitter. Uh, oh, follows, yeah, yeah. The pod- follows the podcast. Uh, he's been tracking the playoff odds all season, and it's a really impressive uh, spreadsheet. Did you, get, did you get a chance to look at it, Rich? I, I did look at it, yeah. It the whole league. Impressive. like He's really looked at the whole league. And when it when he when he shows when he shows the Western Conference here, he's got the Preds maxing out. Let's see, projected finishing points. He's got them projected at ninety eight points. So that's exactly where ineffective math has it. Hey, guess who just scored a goal? I'm pretty Matt, sure if, if Mike Twitter said bang, then the Preds just scored a goal. Yep. Matt Duchesne. Awesome. Man, all right. This 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 chart that Daniel came up with is good stuff. I retweeted it on my account. Um, it's very detailed. I mean, this very is like so. a lot of math involved. <laughs> well done, Daniel. It's good stuff. Really, really liked watch looking at it. Um Everyone go take a look at it. Like, like I said, I retweeted it on my account. Go look at it. It's good stuff. Matt Duchesne just said, let's fire truck and go. <laughs> Love it. So the Preds are now up, what, 5-2 to two now? That's what he said. Yeah, uh, Duchesne just yeah um, went top shelf as the hockey uh, speak goes. It was pretty good. It was a good goal. Yeah, so Daniel's chart here was basically it was based on strength of schedule remaining, which is what a lot of the playoff models do as well, and so um, just really good stuff there. Yeah, I, I, I looked at it and it's amazing that someone can track all that stuff and the math and blah blah blah. It's just way above my. Uh, and he uh, Daniel agree. really Daniel highlights here that Nashville and and Edmonton have the two most difficult remaining schedules. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what was that? We'll keep we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Oh, I did, I, okay. So I'm watching this on Hulu right now, and I am way behind because I just now saw the Matt Duchesne goal. Oh, he uh, yeah, it was a good goal. It was awesome. Five to two, man. I really like. 
I really like it when Matt Duchesne looks angry and ticked off. Like that's my favorite Matt Duchesne. Yep. I mean, what a shot. Yep. He was on the Flip. camera and he said, let's flip and go. <laughs> I do gotta I do gotta say that Flurry got surprised by that one a little bit. I don't think Flurry oh, saw that coming. He didn't, but it was like top shelf right in the corner, man. It was awesome. Duchesne looks so angry. Like you could tell he is just like yeah, he's that's good. We want that's, him angry. That's uh that's 36 goals now in the season for Matt Duchesne. So his yep. comeback season is continues. Yep. Mike Twitter said refresh your Hulu. That was like four minutes ago. <laughs> well, I don't know what what are you guys watching it on? I'm on Hulu here. I'm watching it on ESPN. All right, well. On the Espen Plus. On the Espen Plus, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, fair enough. All right, so those are the playoff odds right there, the latest playoff probabilities. Um, let us know if you're watching or listening right now on YouTube or Twitter, who would you prefer to play in the first round? Who, who, Which team do you think the Preds would have the best chance to face? For sure. Let us know. Drop a, a comment in the section there, and we will discuss it. Good stuff there as we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Uh, again, we are presented by DraftKings. This is episode 118 of Catfish and Ice with your host, Chad Minton, and co-host, Rich Howe. Very happy to ha- to be back on the podcast after taking a week off. Uh, selling a house is stressful, Rich. I know tell it. You. I absolutely know it. It's not fun. Especially in the Nashville market. I mean, like, my phone was going off nonstop. Oh, the... the can we watch? Can we show your house? Can we see your house? Can we see your? I mean, it was no. just nonstop. I was. Just I had like, no. Make, I had no I was doubt. Like, make it stop. I had no doubt that once you put it on for sale, it would go quick because everybody everybody wants to move to Nashville. So yes, it was um, very blessed that it went through, and I ended up getting a really good real estate agent who's been very helpful through all this. But uh, it's been stressful. But I'm very happy to be back on the podcast tonight and uh, bring another episode of Catfish and Ice to you. We are presented by DraftKings. This weekend, you've got a huge UFC event. UFC 273 is coming up. You've got two titles up for grabs this weekend. I know we got a lot of UFC fans out there. So join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. So that's going to be good. This It's a really good UFC card this weekend, I'm telling you, everybody. So you got to get the DraftKings Sportsbook app now if you don't have it already <laughs> and use our promo code THPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273 and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. 21 and up restrictions apply. See the show notes for details on gambling help and gambling practices if you have a gambling problem. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. You can play for your share of millions in prizes with daily fantasy MMA contests. And of course, it is safe, secure, and reliable. And you'll have a lot of fun doing it. That is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code THPN for UFC 273 this Saturday. Wow. It looks like UFC in the first period here, the Predators game, what it kind of looked <laughs> like. Catch, yeah. Some busted faces. and. Um, I can tell you right now, 
that Tanner Janot in the octagon would be, you give him a little training. If he got some formal training, give him a little jujitsu training, give him a little wrestling training. Muay Thai. I'm sure he's already got the boxing intangibles. But if you if you round out his MMA, ooh, Tanner Janot, he'd be a hoss. Yeah, yeah. I think Borvieski probably could a little bit too. He's uh I've seen some videos of him training at home, like on a, a, a big like a punching bag thing. Yeah. He's he's a brute. And he was like doing leg kicks to it, and ugh, I don't know. If we're t- if we're talking about the best teams in the NHL that would make a good UFC team, come on now, mm-hmm. it's the Preds. We know that. Oh yeah, for sure. For all right, sure. let's move on. We're talking. We're doing all this playoff talk tonight, so let's go ahead and we're really starting to see this Preds lineup come into form here. It's been really solidified. It's not been like previous seasons where every game you didn't even know what the top line was going to look like. Like, I do not miss those times at all. This season, it's been very, very solidified. Yep. The fourth line is really the only line where you've seen some changes, and, and and that's normal. Every team goes through that with their fourth line. But mm-hmm. you're really your top three lines have been set all season. But now we really want to start talking about what type of playoff lineup do we want to see rolled out for a seven-game series and, and that's really important. John Hines has to get that right because that can make all the difference in a first round exit or a first sure. or get, getting to the second round. For sure. Um, yeah, he has a, it's, it's a very important uh, task right now because what do you do? Like I would say like Ellie Tovenin is a, is a wild card uh, for the team. Like you don't know what he's going to do. Like he's been struggling he, he mm-hmm. uh, had done a little bit better. It seemed like he was on the up upswing, but then not again. Um, I like I like the lines that they have out there today. Uh, it, it's working pretty good. Uh, Philip Tomasino up on the first line is kind of that's a that's a big some big minutes for for a youngster going into the playoffs. So, um, so let's talk about let's talk about Tomasino. Um, yeah. Are we do you do you have enough confidence in Tomasino at this point, Rich? to where if they put him on the top line in a pressure playoff series situation, do you think that he's ready for that type of a pressure moment in the playoffs? I think he is personally. I think he could, he definitely could be. Um, he, he, he's he's going to have to be, it looks like, I mean, if you look at, if you look at what's going on, um, he's going to be up there or, or Tolvin and will one, one of him or Tolvin. Yeah. Unless they're going to, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, now, it's, I'm it's, actually it's starting tough, to think but... that Tolvanen, because I don't think Tolvanen's been a complete disappointment this season. The points haven't been there necessarily. The goals haven't been there, but he's he's got a rounded out game. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's he's played a very physical type of game this year. He's he's really really improved on his defensive metrics. Yeah. So I think Tolvanen can give you a lot of value on the fourth line, and I know that's going to rub some people the wrong way. I'm not even totally against moving Luke Cunning down to the bottom six. I'm not either. Um, he struggled as well. <laughs> um, you know, maybe maybe try Tolvin in on the second uh, line, and, and, and yeah, and Tomasino so, up there. So you, you could go Tolv. You could go on the second line if you really wanted to make a bold statement. I really don't think Hines is going to do this. No, but <laughs> if you really wanted to make a bold statement, you could go second line of. Grandland, Duchesne, Tolvanen. 
Yeah. And I actually really like that line. I mean, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I, it sounds familiar. Maybe they've done that a little bit at one point. Yeah. They've done, they've done it before. Yeah. They've done yeah, it before. So. Those three players have some past experience playing with each other on the same line. And then you obviously, if you're really going to go all in and you're going to put Tomasino on the top line, I mean, I'm not totally against it. I'm really not. No. And then you don't touch the herd line at all. Nope. You'd be nope. foolish to touch the herd line. And then uh, keep them as your third line. That's your bread and butter. You know what you're going to get out of them. They are mm-hmm. your team. They they start every game. They started tonight's game on the yep. ice because you want to have that those tone setters out there, and that's what they are. They're tone setters. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, don't mess with those guys. And then, you know, if you can get the fourth line – you know, some, some production out of those guys that have struggled a little bit. Michael McCarron's had some goals though. So, so I mean, Luke, that's, so that's you can awesome. go, a, you can go a Luke Cunning, Michael McCarron, fourth line with cousins. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that would, that would, that would work. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, you know, Matt Luff's out there tonight, but I don't, I, you know, I don't think he's a playoff starter. He's definitely a rotational type of player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that 100% for sure. All right, well, let's let's look at the defensive pairings, which is obviously the big sore spot with this Whew. team. Really happy to have Dante Fabro back, I'll tell you that, though. Oh, yeah. This sure. team really sorely missed him. For sure. Um, him and then uh, Borowiecki getting him back. Um, Matt Benning is still well. Out. How much did we really get Mark Porvietsky back? He's been in the penalty well, box true. the whole night. That's true. He has. Been, he's been hanging out in the penalty box the whole time. But uh, yeah, that's I, I, I agree though. So that so that brings up a good a good uh, talking point is what do you who do you put in on the four on the third pairing? Do you do well? I, I think we're fi- I think uh, we're finally past Ben Harper. We are past Ben Harper. I think we sure. finally shook that. We finally shook that, uh, whether you want to call it a, a stomach bug or whatever you want to call it. I think we finally yep. shook it. For sure. Um, I think if if it came down to it, I bet you're going to see like Lausanne and Borbieski. I what, bet you, that, maybe you're going to see what you're seeing tonight. Yeah, I bet Matt Benning would, is going to be your man out, unfortunately. He's, he's your healthy scratch. Yeah, I would say so. Because they're going to – I think they're all in on Lazan. He kind of gives them. He's like a little well, bit. They of better an be. To I know you hate. Hey, I know you hate hearing this, but they better be all in on him because they gave up a second round pick, Rich. And I know you <laughs> yep, hate it when people bring that up, but they it's did. true. They sure did. They absolutely you, did. You think but fans are angry? A tick hey. better. So, Rich, yeah. you think fans are angry now about giving up a second round pick? They're oh, yeah. really going to be angry if Lazan doesn't even start in the playoffs yeah. for a yep. second round pick. Yep. Mike Twitter. I don't know who it is though. Mike Twitter Let's says see. bang. I guess I've caught up on the Hulu stream because I don't have a I don't have another press. It was Ryan Johansson. He got a hat trick. They said that's his first hat trick ever. Which is really surprising. That's amazing. As long as Ryan Johansson's been around, that he's never had a hat trick. That is crazy. Good for him. Although I will say Johansson's never been a big elite goal scorer no, as it is, yeah, but I right. you would have thought at some point he would have had a hat trick by now. That's that's absolutely. interesting. Absolutely. So that's Good the second me. time that that's the second time this season, if this whole final score holds up, 
This is going to be this, the second time this season that the Preds have beaten the Minnesota Wild 6-2. Wow. So if the season ended today, first-round matchups, they're just sharing it right here on screen. Calgary and Nashville would face off. It would be Vegas versus Colorado, Minnesota versus St. Louis, Edmonton versus Los Angeles. That would be your Western Conference playoff right. bracket. Your Eastern, your Eastern Conference is just murderer's row. Yeah, oh, my gosh. The Eastern Conference bracket is just going to be insane, dude. I am going to say the Stanley Cup winner is going to be an East Coast team. Good luck picking any of those playoff series in the Eastern Conference first For round. Sure. Close, For your sure. eye, close your eyes and just throw a dart at the board because sure. I'm telling you, every one of those playoff series has the potential to go seven games. Absolutely. Whereas yeah. the West, the Western Conference, I feel like it's a lot more top heavy. Yeah, I agree. It's it is. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. All right, Definitely so who? Tough. Let's talk about Jeremy Davies because I know everyone's really oh, yeah. high on him. They like his future. A lot of people expect him to be a full time starter next season, going into the season next season. But um, as of now, do we feel comfortable with him getting playoff minutes? I mean, I, mean, I, I, I can't say yeah. that I am. I can't say that I am. I'm not 100% sold. He's stepped in and done well when he's had to step in. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100%. I'm, I'm sure really, he would do okay. But we need better than okay, though, Rich. We need better. We than need okay. better than okay. What I'm worried about, and honestly, they're all guilty of this, including Roman Yossi at times. But I'm really worried about Jeremy Davies in a, in, in a playoff situation making the really critical mistake that can mm-hmm. just lose you a game. Yep. Whether it's a bad giveaway, whether it's a really ugly, sloppy penalty. I mean, sure. I just. I, I trust Borowiecki, even though he commits more penalties. I trust him more because he's a mm-hmm. veteran and he's been around. And he's he's just he's there's a way where I can trust him a little bit more than I don't know if Jeremy Davies is quite there yet as far as thrusting him in to yeah. a playoff situation. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean even even I trust obviously Matt Benning in that situation more than I would Davies. See, probably. I don't know if I can get on the same board with that. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm almost thinking that, that I'm okay with Jeremy Davies being a rotation, like a scratch, like he's on yeah. the playoff roster. But as far as, I don't know if I would start him in game one. Yeah. Over Mark Borowiecki. No, no, definitely not. No, I would keep Borowiecki in there. Sure. Really. I think what it'll come down to is going to be, Lazan and Borbieski, I would say that's going to be your, 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 it's, uh, it seems that way. It's, yeah, it, sure. it would seem that way. Um, so like I said, <laughs> I don't think you go out and get Jeremy Lazan for a second round pick and then just not start him no. in the playoffs. That would be a very odd decision to make. Yeah. So that's, yeah, when they do that, that's, I would say that's definitely Matt Benning's probably not going to be on the team next season, unfortunately. Because I like him as a player, but you know, they they kind of got a little bit of upgrade with Lazon, so for sure. All right, Rich, let's get to our next segment. Let's uh, let's get everyone caught up on our catfish cold hard picks. How did we do last Ooh. week? And let's tell everyone what our picks are going to be this week. So last Tuesday, our last episode, a week from today, a week from last week, 
we did our catfish cold hard picks. Rich, how about you catch everyone up on how we did? Last week, <clears throat> I, I, I did horrible. I won absolutely no games at all. I had Bruins. I picked the Bruins to win, Penguins and the Flames. None of them won. And you picked the Kings, the Blues, and the Flames, and the Blues won. So you got a point. <laughs> and I got no points. Um, uh, so what's the tally right now? So three to two me. But this week – you pick the Senators over the Canadians. Guess what? Senators won, so there's a point for you. You pick the Blue Jackets over the Flyers. Blue Jackets won, so that's two for you. Coming back. And then you got Lightning over the Capitals. I'm not sure when that game even that's is. That's on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, okay. So then I picked the Leafs over the Panthers, and the Leafs were winning the majority of the game, and the Panthers won. And then I picked uh, the Penguins over the Avalanche, and the Avalanche beat the Penguins. So that's a big fat nothing there. And then I picked Predators over the Wild. So I got so one. You got one. I got right, one. So you potentially could have three. That that was a bold pick for you to take Penguins over the Avalanche there. That yeah, was I a, thought they could do it. That was a really bold pick. Yeah. I, I'm proud of my Blue Jackets over Flyers pick because that was a tough one to pick. It is. Um, really, it truthfully is. Yeah. Senators like, over Canadians. I took the Senators because I really feel like the Senators have been playing a lot better lately. Like, yeah. They're uh, they're salvaging their season, even though their season's been over for a while. I think they're starting to show that they've got a bright future yep. ahead of them. They're mm -hmm. a good young team. That's the next team on the schedule for the Predators. Yeah. Uh, so uh, th that was my picks. But Rich, we're both struggling with our cold hard picks this year. So not very um, good at it. But yeah, it's fun though. Still, it is so fun. It's it's good. all right. It's going to be really tough to do our clutch performers of the week, isn't it? Yes. But, Rich, I'm going to let you use this game we just watched as part of it because we cannot just go off, off of the Buffalo Sabres game. That was the only game that happened since our last episode. So it it's, impossible, it's impossible for us to do Clutch Performers of the Week on that one lousy game against the Buffalo Sabres. I refuse to do it. Mine are probably all screwed up then because I thought there was two games. Since we did, last did this. Did you pick the Ottawa Senators game from last week too? Maybe. Yeah, I think I did. Well, that's fine. I'll allow it. I'll yeah. allow it. I'll allow it. I will allow it. All I right, Rich, give it. give me your top three clutch performers. Start with number three. Work your way down to number one. But I can use tonight now? If you want. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I, I, I would – I mean, it's obviously going to be like Roman Yossi and uh, Joe Johansson and Soros. He played real too. So – if we go off just the last two games, it was very hard to pick these people. Um, <laughs> it was it was tough. So um, number three is going to be, and this is so bad. So against Ottawa, <laughs> Matias Ekholm actually had three assists. So like that's that's pretty, pretty good. good. That's good for him. Like that's he's really struggled. Then he had nothing in the game against Buffalo. So it's that's why it's hard to pick. The second one I picked was Matt Duchesne. He had a goal and an assist in those two games. So that's good. And this is the sad. Wait, wait. Sad he had Duchesne had two assists to get in the loss to Buffalo. Yeah, but he had a goal in one of the games. Okay. As well. So that's you. why I gave him it. This and this is the saddest number one clutch performer ever. It's it's Michael McCarron. Ah. He had three goals in two games. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, what kind of um, 
What kind of weird alternate reality are we living in right now, Rich? It was a bad stretch. It was a bad week. Bad stretch, man. Just tough games. Tough games. Well, Even that Ottawa game was tough. But, yeah. Well, we can't go Roman Yossi this week because he did not tally a point against the Ottawa Senators in that win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he also did not tally a point against Buffalo. He did so not. this is a weird week when you can't even go with uh, – Nope. Can't even go with uh, Roman Yossi. Yep. That Buffalo game, luckily I did not get a chance to watch it. I did go watch the highlights, but that was one of those games where I was very, very happy that I missed it. Yeah, I watched it, and I was just seething the whole time. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Just Yeah, just bad. My number three clutch performer of the week is still going to be – I'm going to put UC Soros in there. No, nope, that's good. Mainly because against the Ottawa Senators, he did mm-hmm. put 36 saves on 37 shots. Yep. And I know the Buffalo game was ugly and Soros didn't have a great game, but, I mean, we all know it's not completely on him in this situation. Nope. But I got to give him number three just because he did do a really good job against Ottawa to get them For that sure. win at least. For sure. Number two, I'm going to go Matias Ekholm. He had the three assists in that game. He's been <coughs> playing a lot better lately. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of reaffirmed his spot on the second pairing, <coughs> starting to play more up to his reputation and how we know he's capable of playing. So it's been a really refreshing thing to see from him. So I went with him, even though he had that horrible lapse tonight <coughs> to give up one of the goals. But still, he's playing a lot better. He's number Number two, number one for me is definitely going to be Matt Duchesne. Yep. But yep. that's probably the saddest clutch performers of the week we've had all year. Yep. No love for Michael McCarron, huh? We will include this game tonight against Minnesota in next week's clutch performance. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Monster Jam X10. Yeah, Saros is cool. Yes, he is very cool. <laughs> Welcome in, Monster Jam. Saros has a really cool haircut. I like his haircut. Oh, I, I love it when uh, they do when they do the picture of him where he looks like he's a bank robber. Oh yeah, he definitely looks like <clears throat> he could pick a lock or something. Yeah, yeah something. and it, he actually dresses that way sometimes to, when they're going to the team plane. Yeah, yeah. So like, he he kind of relishes in it, like he uh, he yeah he kind of makes it. He, he lives with it, you know. He looks like a a, a French lock pick <laughs> lock picker. Who's like a petty uh, thief or something. I love all the personalities on this team. You know, yeah. when you think about it, like they're like Philip Forsberg with the must, with the stash, UC Soros, David Riddick even has a great personality as the oh, backup. Yeah, sure Mark Barbietsky. Yeah. I mean, I mean, all these guys just have great personalities, you yeah. know, Philip Forsberg riding his scooter. That's pretty funny. And he's the big gamer. He's always got his little headset on playing yeah. video games. It's, it's just everything he about a, this team is very likable. He had a picture on Instagram. He had his scooter at the game, was riding it like in the building, I think. And he had um, Luke Cunning's dog and like took Luke Cunning's dog for a ride on his scooter or something. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, very crazy. Oh, all right. Well, with that said, as we round out episode 118, again, the Preds win 6-2 to two against the Minnesota Wild. They've now won, t- won 10 of their last 11 in the series against Minnesota. Just That's ridiculous domination over the Minnesota Wild, which really, really makes no sense because Minnesota is a really, really good team. But 
I mean, 32 penalty minutes for Nashville tonight, 28 penalty minutes for Minnesota. It was a really chippy game, but hey, the Preds made Minnesota play their way and they lived off of it tonight. Absolutely. So for now, for now, the Preds will stay in the wild card spot. They've now got a three point lead over Dallas. Let's go back and see what the score is in that game. It is. It's still three to two. The Islanders have their net emptied. So yep. minute thirty left. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. New York. Thanks, Islanders. Gosh, I'm asking yeah. you to do a simple thing. So thing. Dallas will jump ahead of Vegas yep. to be in the second wild card spot. Dallas is only going to be one point behind the Preds now. And those playoff models really are looking smart tonight after watching today's mm-hmm, action because sure. Vegas now, who is idle tonight, they've played 71 games on the season already. They're going to fall out of the wild card spot temporarily. Yep. Wonder when they play. Vegas, Vegas plays Vancouver tomorrow night. That's a must win okay. game for Vegas. They've got to take care of business and beat Vancouver on Wednesday night. Yep. Go Vancouver. All right, so um, let's get let's round out episode one eighteen, Rich, with some fun things that we saw on the interwebs. We're gonna return back to this segment because I just love doing this segment because it ends every episode on a positive note, and you can't get enough of that in today's world yeah. right now. So here is a here's a comment that I came across that was hilarious, and so I follow um, Uber Facts just because. Uberfax shares like the most random stuff and it's just like always interesting. Yes. And so Uberfax put out a tweet that said, no one knows who named earth. And <laughs> I saw that. What I thought was hilarious was, and I screenshotted it and I shared it was someone really smart and really cunning responded to that by saying my ex would know she knows everything. I saw that as well. That was funny. That That's good oh, stuff man. right there. Thought that was hilarious, but Rich, do you know who named Earth? Is that something you would know? No, <laughs> no, I have no. In the clue. comments, people in the comments, people were trying to say it, it's derived from an early word in it that related to the ground or the oh. dirt, and so hmm. it like evolved into the word Earth. That sounds huh. right to me. But that sounds uh, fine. We, I do know that. All we gotta do is ask this person there, ask this person's ex, and she would probably know. I just thought yeah. that was hilarious. I do know at one point all the continents were all together. So I I knew that as well. Yeah, so I did know that part, but we do have that. That's all. <laughs> all right, I've got another really funny one here. So, did you see this thing about Chuck E. Cheese? No. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. There you go. Mike Twitter. That's it. That's it. Mike Twitter. Pangea, that's right. That's the, Oh, uh, yeah, when it was all one continent. Yep, yep. All right, we're learning sure. stuff here, folks. We're learning stuff on Catfish on Ice tonight. Getting a little knowledge in us there. All right, Absolutely. so this thing with Chuck E. Cheese was hilarious. So I guess this person on Twitter kept blowing up the DMs for Chuck E. Cheese, their official Twitter account. Kept, like, their verified Twitter account. Kept blowing up. I don't know if it was a joke or this person just kept DMing Chuck E. Cheese. And so Chuck E. Cheese DM'd this person back and said, hey, we recognize you are a big fan of Chuck E. Cheese. We love to see your excitement every day about Chuck himself. However, using Twitter's mention 
feature repeatedly has caused a lot of clutter and stress on the old mouse. <laughs> we kindly ask that you refrain from doing this much anymore, but since you are such a big fan, we are willing to mail you your very own goodie bag full of Chuck E. Cheese's greatest prizes. If you could please put your parents on your computer, we will get things done for you. Thanks for being such a big fan of Chuck E. Cheese's. And so this person on Twitter quote tweeted this and said, well, my life is over. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, this, is why it's so, this is why this is so great that Twitter is free. Chuck E. Cheese, man, is whew, rough. Well, I'm sure Chuck E. Cheese thought that this was like a little kid, like, you know, like a, and and I'm sure this person who was doing this as a joke was not a little kid. No, I just thought that was hilarious. Here you go. Missy looked it up on Google. It says, Earth was taken from two words, the English word Eartha and German word Erd. Yes, that was the word I couldn't think of. Yeah, but I think it's derived from describing the ground. Perfect. So that makes total sense. We are learning things tonight. So I, I found something cool, and you probably, I'm sure you saw this. It's actually hockey related. Um, uh, JG Pajo of the Islanders got a hat trick the other night. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Did I, did you I did, I did okay. see it. Yeah. Did, did you see the the guy in the stands threw the hat and Pajo caught it right on the end of his stick? Did you ever see that? I missed that part of it. <clears throat> so go check it out. Look for it. Uh, yeah. So this guy is in the stands. And somebody actually shot the video from behind him. He just like flung the hat and it went like right on the end of Pajot's stick. Like just perfect. It was a perfect catch. So yeah, go check that out. It was really good. That's really cool. I would definitely check that out. I love that. That's really good stuff there. All right. So those are the fun things we saw on the interwebs. Share some of the good things you see on the interwebs. We want to spread positivity. We want to spread humor. We want to spread laughter. That's what we want to For do sure. when we end it, when we end every episode. We have a guest announcement to give to you real quick before we let you go here for episode 118. We've we always love talking to the rival fan bases, to the rival writers that cover the other teams in our division. It's very well noted my dis, disdain for the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> But I, we are very lucky. We're going to be very welcoming. We are going to have um, a St. Louis Blues uh, writer join us tomorrow. Blues fans react is the Twitter handle. Yep. Contributor to St. Louis Game Time. Uh, go check out their Twitter account at Blues Fan Reacts. They cover St. Louis Game Time for SB Nation. They are going to join us tomorrow to, for episode 119 on Thursday to talk about the playoff race, talk about the historic rivalry that's grown over the years between the Blues and the Preds. We'll talk about yeah. where he thinks the Blues are going to finish, what he thinks about the Preds, all that good stuff. That's going to be on episode 119 this Thursday, so stay tuned for that. I bet I know what he thinks about the Preds. I'm sure that he dislikes the Preds just as much as I dislike the St. Louis Blues. But it should be a really fun little get-together. I always like to talk to the rival fans. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's fun. Good All stuff. right, Rich, give me your final takeaway from this game. How are you feeling? Are you Is your confidence restored a little bit, or are you still kind of a little worried going through here? It is. It's restored a little bit. Minnesota is a tough team, and I know that the Predators have their number and have had their number in the past matchups, but – Minnesota is a really, really good team. Um, to, to, to see them beat them 6-2 um, play the way they played, it's, 
definitely helps. Now they just need to make sure that they carry that over and uh, keep that up.